This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, today we've been having a very interesting discussion about swearing and what is the etiquette behind that? And this is all because of a poll that was done by a research company uh, that really shows how kind of widespread swearing has become. One of the most interesting stats that I heard about in this poll, in this survey, was that nearly two-thirds of the people surveyed said that they had heard someone swearing in public in the last month. Uh, 68% of women said that they'd heard that. 60% of men said they'd heard that as well. Have you? Are you one of those people? We're going to learn more about this now with the help of our contributor, Claire Allen. Hi, Claire. Hey, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. Were you surprised by that stat? Um, about people, I think swearing is pretty widespread. I wasn't too surprised by that. I was surprised at the fact that a lot of people, it stands out to them because it doesn't stand out to me. I'm sure I hear a lot of people swear, but I actually cannot recall unless it's some sort of like very violent altercation that I hear a bunch of swearing right. every day. But um, yeah. So you're saying it's not noteworthy. It's not noteworthy to you. Not no- noteworthy to me, but apparently it is to more than half of the Canadians. So it's pretty interesting. So I spoke with uh, Mario Canseco. He's the president of Research Co. And this he has a new survey out about etiquette and sort of what Canadians believe to be big faux pas. And as you know, Simi, I love this topic. You love this topic. But I was curious about why Mario decided to look into it. You know, it's a question that I asked, I think it was about 10 or 11 years ago, right after the mayor of Vancouver, Gregor Robertson, swore during the council meeting. And I asked that question back then, and I thought it was a good opportunity to re-ask it again. We've had so many conversations related to language, how some words are making their way into television and radio that we didn't hear before, uh, the fact that we're in a more uncensored world. And I thought it was a good chance not to look only at swearing, but also at other behaviors that we would have uh, thought that were bad manners just a few years ago. So pretty interesting there. Yeah, I had forgotten all about that Gregor Robertson thing. That was the... um, that was like a late night committee meeting and he was caught on a mic that he didn't think was public. And I remember that. That was so shocking at the time. Yes. Gregor Robertson dropped the F-bomb when his uh, yes. mic was on and referred to, quite disparagingly to another political party. But uh, yeah, so that was one, that was what sort of prompted Mario's curiosity about this topic. I don't remember if there was a lot of uproar back then, but then again, I don't remember people swearing around me, so I have no yeah, exactly. idea. So, um, <laughs> Um, Yeah, as we heard, um, swearing seems to be an issue that a lot of Canadians encounter. Here's Mario again. Well, it is quite impressive. We see 64% of Canadians who say that over the course of the past month uh, witnessed somebody swearing in public. Women are more likely to remember at 68%. uh, Also, uh, Canadians over the age of uh, 55 at 68%. But when you look at the regions, you know, we, we would have assumed that Quebec, which is famous for uh, its swear words would be higher on the list, and it's the lowest at 51%. The highest is Alberta at 71%. So there's something to be said about the oil rig workers and their language because they are definitely ahead of the curve when it comes to swearing in public. <laughs> so maybe they just don't think twice about it. It's not that big of a deal at all. Yeah, exactly. And for us here, the um, average was 63%. So we're just under the national average. But uh, I thought it was pretty interesting and uh, that Alberta had the most instances of people swearing. So, I mean, Simi, do you find it offensive when you hear people swear? 
Uh, no. And I was talking about this off air here uh, with some of the people we're at BC Children's Hospital with. And I was talking about the show Deadwood mm-hmm. that I recently started watching this. This is an old show from the early 2000s on HBO. It only ran for three seasons. It's a bit of a cult classic. And I watched this show and it just amuses the heck out of me. I love this show. But... Every second word is a swear word. And like, and I mean really like a swear word, some of the worst swear words. And so I tend to watch it when I'm by myself because I find that if anybody else is in the house and they see me watching this, they're like, what are you watching? Like, what is this show? So there is still, I think, a judgment about swear words from people. Yes, and there actually, you know, there is a judgment for sure. And I saw some very interesting research that was done uh, about uh, two years ago. And they were saying that actually swearing, there is some benefit uh, benefit to swearing, that it has been scientifically proven to be good for you. It can help with your tolerance of pain. They say if you, you know, stub your toe or something, apparently letting on an expletive will somehow decrease the pain in your brain somehow. I'm not sure. I don't see the link, but I'm not a scientist. Really? So what do I know? But they also said that Unfortunately, when it comes to women swearing, there still is the thought that swearing is quite, you know, unfeminine, not very ladylike. And I will say, I try not to swear that much because I think that has been sort of ingrained in me as well, that I just don't like the way I feel when I'm, you know, swearing or having a potty mouth, as they would say. Uh, yes, I can see that. So did, they, did he look at that? Did he look at kind of what Canadians find more offensive? Uh, he just said that women seem to to remember moments where people used profanity. So that was kind of what oh. he said. But he didn't really get into, like, if, if someone recalls a woman is wearing more than right. a man. But what I thought was another interesting et- etiquette issue that stands out to Canadian, Canadians is the, uh, the issue of phone use, Simi. Particularly oh. the issue of a person checking their phone or texting during a meeting or social event. So here's Mario again. Well, it's pretty high at 45%, and it's also uh, way higher as far as as, uh, those who remember it with those who are over the age of 55. If you grew up in a situation where you didn't have your phone, you weren't texting all the time, you weren't keeping in touch with somebody who was outside of the meeting or the social event, you're more likely to remember it. Um, It's quite striking because we only see 42% of millennials and 42% of Generation Xers saying that they saw this. So it might be a question more of the fact that this has now become part of their daily lives. You know, what we used to consider very rude, such as answering the phone when you were meeting with somebody or essentially texting when you were having this conversation with somebody who was next to you, it's now become normal. So this one will be interesting to track over time. If we wind up in a situation where checking your phone is now going to be second nature. Huh. Does that bug you, Claire? Like if you're, let's say you go out for dinner with a friend, just the two of you it's a catch-up dinner you haven't seen this friend in a long time if that person has like got the phone sitting next to them and they're always checking it doesn't that bug you you know i think it would bug me uh, maybe not as much as say my parents my dad really gets on me about being on a phone like if i use my phone around him at all he gets very like well why are you on your phone blah 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 um however it doesn't seem to apply to him if he uses his phone in front of me but uh (laughs) (laughs) um but uh surprise exactly but i will say that i have had i have some people in my life that are glued to their phone and that seems that does bug me so i think it is a generational issue but I think that it is rude in most circumstances. And I would be really curious to see what our listeners say about that. Is that if someone's glued to their phone, you know, is that a peeve of yours? And I I thought it was pretty interesting. Now, here is something, Simi, that I think British Columbians need to hang their head in shame. 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 (laughs) Shame. 
And what is that, Claire? What is the shame oh, for? Oh, Simi, this is so disappointing. So apparently when it comes to Canadians reporting seeing someone spit in public, the mm. national average is 43%. So 43% of Canadians have said they've seen someone spit in public and they remember I've it. I've seen that. Yes. Yep, well, of I've course you have because here in BC, you know what the, na- the average is for us? 50%. We're seven Ooh. points higher than the national average. That means we have tons of people just spitting on the no. sidewalk. No, that's not what that means, Claire. What that means is, is that, that we notice it more often. So but maybe if we they're still it doing it often, elsewhere. Maybe they're doing it more here, Simi. No, maybe that means that in other provinces, they don't think it's as big of a deal as we do. I don't know. I think it's universally pretty I'm taking pretty the positive side. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's nice. But um, here's what Mario had to say. Again, this is a situation that the older residents are more likely to remember, but it's a seven-point gap between the average in Canada and what we see here in BC. And we have seen certain places where you have those uh, a placards outside that say, please do not spit on the ground. So there's a reason for that, because we're at 50% compared to the rest of the country at 43 I think we're just grossed out by it more. I think that's, we're, we're actually, we don't like it. That's what we are expressing with that. Mm, interesting. I think that it happens here a lot because I see it all the time and it really does gross me out. Um, so, you know, I think that's a very shameful, uh, shameful thing that's going on here. Um, okay. Now let's talk about some other etiquette. Like I know one of the other things he discussed was uh, giving people bad news and whether you should do it face to face. Right. So this was actually, this came as in one of the uh, second to lowest ranked uh, things that, that people sort of remember and pick up on here. So according to the survey, only 31% of Canadians reported experiencing someone delivering important information via text or email instead of face to face. Yeah, it is a 31%. And I think this definitely has a lot to do with specific decisions that are taken. And what's striking to me here is the gender gap. Women are more likely to remember this and to be upset by this at 37%, whereas men are at 25%. So there's a little bit of a gender gap as far as if you're going to tell me something that I need to know, tell it to me face-to-face. Don't send me a text about somebody who's sick. Don't send me a text about somebody who's been fired. If you're going to deliver that kind of information, I don't want a text. I don't want an email. I want to talk to you. But there's still that generational gap uh, in, in a specific sense, it is younger Canadians who are definitely more likely to remember that this happened. But the key to the exercise here is the gender gap. Women are more likely to say, please don't do this. Huh. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So women are more likely to remember bad news via text message or by, by technology. Right. But this is one of the lowest things that seemed to make an imprint on people. And I was wondering if it's because, you know, as we move to a more online world, maybe we're just okay with bad news being delivered online. Like, yeah, you meet the people you like, you get in a relationship with online, maybe you break up with uh, them via text. I don't know. Maybe it's cool nowadays. I, I wouldn't go for, so far as to say I think it's cool, but I think you're right in that we've kind of been beaten down on this issue is that oh, 20 years ago, it was like horrific, this idea, right? That you could <laughs> break up by, even 10 years ago, break up by somebody via text message. But I think there, it's something that has become more common. Yes, maybe we just accept it more that this is the way the world is and, you know, uh, face-to-face yeah. is phasing out. 
Who knows? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> was there any good news in this thing, Claire? Yes. Thank goodness there was, because my spirit was being quite beaten down during this interview with uh, <laughs> Mario. It was very sad about all the things that, you know, we're doing wrong in the world and things that, pe- that we do that really irritate people. So there was some good news in the study. So here we go. Here's Mario. Smiles on everyone's face. More than three in five Canadians, 63 percent, uh, witnessed somebody holding a door open for a stranger. Uh, it's definitely one of those things that make us feel good. And those over the age of 55 are more likely to remember this at 76%. So there's still a little bit of a good argument uh, when it comes to this. The highest in the country is in Atlantic Canada at 79%. BC came in at 61%, so a little bit lower than the Canadian average, but still fairly decent. And the second one was somebody giving up their seat for a person who is disabled, pregnant, or elderly. Uh, 27% across the country. BC higher than the national average at 32%. Uh, It's a a little bit low, but I think part of the problem is maybe you didn't encounter this type of situation over the past month because you're not on on a a public transit or you didn't witness something like this. But the numbers are fairly consistent across the country, but BC does a little bit better than the rest. Okay. I got to tell you, I see this every day. I see people holding doors open for other people every single day. Yeah, I see it too. I definitely do it. And um, I don't take the buses often anymore. But on the Canada line, I routinely see people giving up their seats for people that they believe are, you know, in need of the seat more than they are. So that's very nice. And uh, I thought that was really something the fact that BC is higher than national average, that's something where we can pat ourselves on the back and make up for some of the shame in the spitting department. But, uh, you know, (laughs) okay, so we were going to ask people this question, but we already have your answer then. So for you, the biggest faux pas, is spitting in public? I guess so. I really do find it to be quite gross, especially when you're like someone spits in front of you and then you're behind them and it's just a spit on the the ground. I think people need to know though because they need to stop doing it. However, (laughs) um, I did talk to Mario about the whole thing about etiquette and learning more about what we think like faux pas are and he said the next thing he might look into, Simi, which I know you and I have always talked about, is the issue of thank you cards. Are they, you know? yes. Yeah. Are people still sending thank you cards? And uh, he said that he... I am. I can answer affirmatively. Yes. But um, he said that he was going to look into that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing more of Research & Co.'s uh, work into the world of etiquette. All right. Thank you for that, Claire. Thanks, Simi. That is Claire Allen, our contributor, talking about etiquette issues. Oh, don't get her started on thank you cards. She, She is definitely the expert on that.